G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. As we do on a Wednesday, our Ask Alex segment addressing your questions around Christians and money, 1-800-316-316. Alex Cook, a special welcome back to 2020. Hey Neil, great to be with you again. Alex, uh, while we're waiting for uh, some calls to come through from listeners, uh, wanted to talk today about this issue of multiplication. And uh, oftentimes we'll reflect on multiplication right back to Genesis, you know, go into all the world and multiply. Uh, the You know, the challenge there for Adam and Eve. And uh, I wonder whether you've got some thoughts on a biblical foundation, understanding multiplication and how it connects to our finances. Yeah, look, there's... A number of different uh, passages in Scripture that point us to this amazing concept. And uh, you quoted the first one straight out of Genesis. Genesis, you know, this whole idea that we be fruitful and multiply, which, of course, was God seeking to use marriage as a tool to create godly offspring. Um, So that's the first and obvious one. But also, when we look at the early church itself, it grew via multiplication. And when I look at... um, the state of the world today and the need for us to go and make disciples we need to uh, in our various ministries look at how we can multiply those ministries so we can reach as many people as possible Um, and then of course we can then bring our finances into that um, as well which we'll talk about today but if we just start by looking at say the early church first you know it says this is from the book of Acts so Acts chapter chapter 6 it says in now in those days when the number of disciples was multiplying there arose a complaint against the hebrews by the hellenists because their widows were neglected in the daily distribution so at that stage uh, the the um the gospel was spreading so quickly and so many people were coming to Christ that, you know, they were having problems with food distribution. So there's this uh, remarkable scene here. And I think this is the message I think that we as Christians should be taking from this passage. And there there are many others as well, is just this need to work out how in our lives we can multiply the impact we have. We all have limited time, we have limited talents and limited treasure, and with those things, what can we do with them, what God's put in our hands to make a difference and to multiply them? You know, another passage which I'll give you now, just because I think this one's even more powerful in terms of um, the, the kingdom effect and what we should be thinking about from a monetary perspective is from 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 10. It says, Now may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food supply and multiply the seed that you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness while you are enriched in everything for all liberality, which causes thanksgiving through us to God. And so there's a really important concepts here. One is that God is the one that supplies the seed. So if we think about our lives and the financial resources that each of us have, God is the one that supplies it. He is our source of provision. So that's the very first important concept we have to take from that, that God is the source. And then with what he's given us, 
there is an expectation that we will sow. Okay, so with the financial resources that we have, we can sow into all sorts of things, whether it's helping those in need, whether it's funding mission, whether it's funding our local church, we can sow into all those things. And then it is God who will multiply those seeds that we have sown. Um, And this is where we can see enormous fruit. And I think sometimes the thing that often holds us back from being more generous is we don't often see the the fruit of it we don't actually know what's going on and this is why i think particularly um christian charities are much better at this than their local church in the sense that they're very good at explaining all the impact they're having you know you get sent the quarterly brochure of what they're doing and so forth and you can see the impact um but the, the important point here is that god can multiply what he's put in your hands so a lot of people get discouraged with their giving because they think oh i've only got a small amount but the reality is that God can multiply that and enormous fruit can come out of our generosity. So, yeah, it's a really important uh, biblical concept that we need to understand and apply uh, in our lives. And you can apply it, as I say, in lots of areas of your life, not just your finances. Alex, a lot of Christians get hung up on the idea of this uh, multiplication of wealth because... Mm -hmm. Uh, Some will align it with this idea of a prosperity gospel, the idea that Mm. if you give, uh, God will increase you. But uh, there's a certain sense here, and I I think uh, what what, uh, diffuses the idea of a prosperity gospel is if you increase your wealth and you don't use that to the glory of God, the likelihood is it will draw you into a sinfulness uh, and draw you away from God. So that's why the prosperity gospel is always uh, quite tricky and uh, difficult and uh, should be avoided because uh, the idea that uh, we'll be drawn away from God as God gives to us uh, the blessing of multiplied finances. But, but what you're saying is here, the kingdom of God, uh, the expectation of massive harvest actually does depend on the believer multiplying not only lives but finances too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so I think that the danger of the property gospel is it always brings it back to you. It's about it's treating God as Santa Claus. You you give you give in and then you get more out. It's kind of like a slot machine. You put in a dollar and you're going to get $10 out. That's kind of that um, that transactional relationship with God, which I think is, you know, it's obviously it's very dangerous theology. The 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 reality is we want to multiply and multiply our finances in order that we can have a kingdom impact, in order that we can help people in need and so forth. Um, but as, as you say, it is, it's, it is dangerous. And the passage I think that I like to think of in this case is Deuteronomy 8 verse 18. It says, remember the Lord for it is he who gives the ability to produce wealth. And I think the danger when someone becomes prosperous, either at an individual level or even at a broader society level like Australia and the US, is that we tend to forget the Lord. We tend to become very prideful um, and we tend to uh, dismiss God. And I think this is the the challenge in a country like Australia where we've had it very good for a long time. And yes, I know at the moment there are people doing it tough and not trying to dismiss that, but merely to say that the overall bulk of the population is very comfortable. Uh, and the result of that is that we forget the Lord. We forget where it all comes from. Um, Whereas the reality is it all comes from God. The ability to even gain wealth and produce it in the first place comes from him. Uh, and of course, to me, Money as a believer should ultimately flow through us 
and flow through to kingdom kingdom activity. It's not about us getting, you know, in, a, in the short time that God gives us on earth, uh, we want to be using uh, that to sow into things that last forever. We're meant to be running our race. We need to also accept that. And once again, you can see where the prosperity gospel goes off track here because the Bible that I read promises me that if I live a faithful Christian life, there's every chance that I may be persecuted. And I know you're going to be talking that about that in your next session with about Afghanistan. So all of those things point to uh, away from the prosperity gospel and point us back to the need to meet needs with the money that God's given us to multiply the impact and the good that we can do with the money that God has given us. So we should have that multiplication mindset, but with a mindset that it will do good for others. So this idea of the kingdom and multiplication, as you say, this is part of our New Testament understanding of making disciples, multiplying, and as things continue to grow, so do the needs continue to grow, and so then does the opportunity to get in line with a stream of becoming a multiplier in the kingdom. So for those of us who might be feeling like we're stuck out of the multiplication idea, Alex, how do we adjust and how can we get into a place where we can think, and I think we're talking about how your mindset changes here, multiplying how our lives and our money uh, can uh, get onto this new stream? Mm. Look, it's a, it's a great question. And I think, as you say, it's a, it's a mindset issue. Start, we start with a biblical mindset, which is the acknowledgement that everything that I have um, comes from God. I am to steward it. So if you come back to if we come back to that passage I mentioned earlier from 2 Corinthians, it's the idea that God is the one that supplies the seed. And so as a believer, it's important that I have a view that everything I have comes from God. It's God's goodness to me and that's and that's he, you know him being generous to me. And my responsibility in response to that is to be a good steward with it. And to sow with it. And now the issue of sowing is that you're actually doing something. You're, you know, sowing, obviously, the farming concept of sowing seed. But here, put it another way, is as Christians, we should be using our money to invest. And Because a lot of people think of giving as an expense. I would like to challenge Christians to think of giving as an investment, an investment in God's kingdom. Uh, and when we do that, we will see amazing multiplication. And of course, if we think about that in the context of our giving, I would encourage Christians to think about the organisations they give to that have a multiplication impact. Um, one is just, you know, vision itself, vision, vision radio, is when people sow into the vision radio ministry, what they're essentially doing is allowing thousands and thousands of people across this nation to be reached uh, with the good news. And for those that already believe, they're getting encouraged to go and make disciples by, by listening. So it's a ministry that has a multiplication impact. There are other ministries that help the poor. Now, one I love Christians to sow into is is the area of microfinance, for example, where you are essentially lending money, very small amounts, to poor people. And as a result of that, they can then go and buy something, could be a sewing machine, so they can make clothes or money to you know, start a kiosk and sell things. And that then leads to them repaying the loan and the money getting relent out again. And it's a multiplier effect, and of course leads to employment. And one of the great ways to bring dignity to people 
is through employment. You know, one of the ways you help people out of poverty is giving them a job. And so there's all these great things that we can do and ministries we can sow into that either have a missional and evangelistic type component to them or have a, a, a benevolent charitable component to them uh, and that, that will make a massive difference, a massive impact in those people's lives that are reached, and as well as obviously the eternal effect of that, of building God's kingdom. So there's lots of exciting things, but it all starts from a mentality that says, hey, everything I have comes from God, it is belongs to God, uh, and I'm to steward it and use it for God's glory and to build his kingdom, not my own. And as you say, as discipleship is a multiplication process, uh, so therefore is your local church. And local churches have got this ideal of church planting and multiplying themselves, not only in their own community, but across other communities and other nations. And But let's come back to where the rubber hits the road for individuals, because right now uh, there's perhaps a lot of listeners uh, who have uh, their businesses struggling because of lockdown situations, especially in those uh, lockdown regions in New South Wales and Victoria, uh, those people who are employed in those businesses. They're thinking, well, where's God in all of this, Alex? I'm at a, a tough time here. How do I adjust my thinking? How do I get on a godly level of thinking about multiplication when everything I'm doing right now doesn't seem to be working? Yeah, and look, I really feel for people who are going through enormous tough times. I mean, there's a lot of people out there. I'm hearing stories daily. Um, so to me, in terms of our, our giving, we give in proportion to what's given, given, you know, God's given to us. I can't remember the specific passage to, to quote there, but basically we should give according to the means uh, that we have. For those who are doing it tough, um, sometimes is a time to receive and to be blessed by others as well. So if we know... Uh, you know, small business owners or people who have lost their jobs, it may well be now that is the time for them to receive from us, from us blessing them and helping them. Um, but also I would encourage them to still give, even if it's a little. You know, God can multiply uh, the seed that he's given you, even if it is a little. Um, and he can bless you and look after you. You know, it says, uh, you know, Matthew 6.33, Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. So even when we are struggling, we still need to have that uh, outward um, mindset of being willing to uh, to help others and to build his kingdom but as i say there's also a time for people to receive if you're in need now uh, you shouldn't be ashamed of reaching out to others and getting help and to those listening who are in a time of plenty at the moment and there are some businesses that are doing well is it's a chance to get out there and help others um, and you know lobby government so they get help as well too as well as giving from your own resources to make sure their needs are being met so there's a lot of things we can do and now is, I think, a fantastic kingdom opportunity to help people uh, in Australia by giving them hope and giving them help. Okay, well, Alex Cook is the founder of Wealth With Purpose, uh, an expert on money, uh, early career in stockbroking, uh, founder of a successful financial planning practice, now leads Wealth With Purpose, helping to equip Christians to honour God with their finances by teaching sound financial skills based on the wisdom of the Bible. You can be in connection with Alex Cook, wealthwithpurpose.com. And there's some good resources, free resources on wealthwithpurpose.com. You can follow Alex Cook on Facebook and on Twitter. There's also a Wealth With Purpose 
uh, email askalex at wealthwithpurpose.com. Alex Cook, thank you so much for taking some time to uh, share your thoughts with us and your heart with us on these important issues today. Appreciate you being with us on 2020. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.